It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup on all that happens in the world of sports. And uh, nowadays, uh, it's pretty much just the World Cup that's happening. There's nothing much that's happening in the world of sports because everybody's just glued on to World Cup time. Mr. Puri. Mr. Khan. How are your nights going? Nights are going pretty well so far. It's uh, much better timing for us than last time. So... uh... Yeah, it's all right. That is true, actually. That is true. It's been a kind of a crazy kind of World Cup, you know. It's been uh, different from the others, I would say. It's been a little little bit of a wake-up time for the big boys. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I don't think anybody would have picked the results that happened in the first round of matches. I mean, obviously, Argentina being held to a draw, Brazil being held to a draw, Germany obviously losing to Mexico being the big shock, I suppose. Uh, in the World Cup and yeah I mean a couple of the other teams uh, France um, you know last night Spain and Portugal um, not having it all their own way so yeah I mean you know you do expect uh, the big boys um, will eventually figure out a way through these uh, clustered defences but uh, at the moment they are struggling yeah but you know something that I was talking to someone just about a day ago was the fact that at the initial stages of the World Cup, Rahul, it becomes very difficult for the big teams because, like you said, everybody just parks the bus. Everybody just yeah, I mean, defensively. That, that's true. I think what happened was um, in that first match, Saudi Arabia came out flying against Russia um, and played very open and, and got absolutely annihilated. Um, and I think all the, again, so-called smaller sides uh, or less pedigreed sides, let's call them that, uh, they had a look at that and said, all right, hang on a minute, let's um, uh, let's do some defending here. Having said that, I think that a couple of the teams have uh, actually come out and played really well. I mean, you know, yesterday Iran and, uh, and Morocco uh, particularly, I thought, gave both those sides uh, a bit of a run for the money. Unfortunately, uh, even Saudi Arabia, um, to be honest. Uh, played very well against Uruguay. Unfortunately, these these teams lack a little bit of killer instinct in that final third, which makes goal scoring tough for them. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a World Cup of penalties, hasn't it? Uh, at the end of the day, yeah, it's been <laughs> lots of penalties. It just seems it just seems like that, you know. I mean, I mean, all the matches that have happened till now, I mean, it just seems like a World Cup of penalties. The amount of penalties that have been given, you know, is in a way a good thing, in a way a bad thing. Because well, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that it, you know, uh, VAR is obviously there, and, and we'll probably come on to talk about VAR um, in a little while. It's there, um, but uh, it's been a fairly clean World Cup. I mean, the referees have been, uh, I think, reluctant to to hand out cards. Um, we've only had one red card. Uh, in the tournament and let's face it that was a stone cold red and I think the penalties for the most part uh, they've pretty much been nailed on penalties so I mean fair enough yeah but I think the the thing that you know has bothered people and that's the thing that we should be uh, talking about is the fact of the VAR now the use of VAR Rahul is is still something which is, I would say, not clear. I mean, like in cricket, the team can ask for a review. 
you know, over here, the VAR is still in pretty much a grey area. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, look, I'm, uh, I'm not a fan. Uh, I will start off by saying that I'm not a fan. I, at the moment, can't see how the system, how the system does anything to, to help the match, to be honest. I, I just don't think it, it, it does. And I think that the big problem with VAR is, is that I don't think anybody quite knows how VAR can be used. So, I mean, you've seen lots of teams sort of gesturing to the referee to call a VAR, but I don't think the teams can do that. I, and I don't even know if they know that they can't do that. And then, of course whose final call is it on VAR? I mean, as far as I know the way that it works, those guys sitting in Moscow can only tell the referee, listen, there's an incident, perhaps you need to look at it. And then the referee, of course, goes off uh, to that sort of drive-through counter on the side of the, uh, of the pitch and looks at it again. But ultimately, the decision is his, either way. Yeah, but I think the whole VAR system, Rahul, I mean, do you think, do you think that every decision should go to VAR? Do you think that, you know, I mean... No, I don't know. I, that's what I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand which decisions should go and which decisions shouldn't go. I mean, look at the, 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 the Brazil-Switzerland match, which is the one that's highlighted an awful lot. I mean, it was a clear shove in the back of the defender, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know why that doesn't qualify for a VAR. Was it looked at? If it was looked at, did the umpire, did the referees honestly think that there was no shove there? I mean, it's just very confusing. Yeah, and look at and even if you look at the at the England game. I mean, Harry Kane was brought down more than once in the penalty area. Then three times. I, mean, I counted at least yeah, three times. I mean, he was brought down. They were actually. I mean, it was almost like a wrestling match going on. So how does? And yeah, absolutely, I, absolutely, Com- completely, and, and you know, and, and that's what what where this grey area is. I mean, is VAR only going to be used if a you know if it's a stone cold goal or not or a penalty or not? I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I really. Yeah, but the VAR more information needs to come out. Yeah, but I, I, I honestly feel that the people who are monitoring the VAR system are supposed to be referees. They are supposed no, they to are be referees. Referees. Yes, no, so but they are referees. I understand that. So I'm saying they are supposed to be referees. Now, if they are referees, then they should have the same rights as the on-field referee. Correct. If they see a clear foul, they should bloody well call it. Yeah, but that, that's that's where I think... So the difference here between what we see in cricket is the third umpire or that, that the decision review umpire. He has the opportunity to tell the, the umpire on the field, listen, you were wrong, change your decision. I don't think in VAR they have that right. They're just telling them, listen, you need to have a look at it. But the decision is still his. The yeah, but I think okay, the I, 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 I can even get that, Rahul. But on things like why can't they tell the referee on decisions? I mean, they're not picking it up. My problem is that either they're not picking it up or they're ignoring it or the game has gone on and they're not stopping the game. I have a feeling that it might lead to a lot of stops in the game. No, it will. It certainly will, which is, is part of the problem with VAR in the first place. But I think... You know, for me, the, the gray area is, is that what does VAR actually look at? Now, let's take penalty incidents for, for a minute. Okay, let's say that VAR decides that um, they go, they've told the referee to have a look at a particular penalty incident. And we look at the particular penalty incident and it's not a penalty. The, the forward is clearly dived. 
do they not? Does the referee just wave play on, or does he book that forward? Yeah. I mean, he should book that guy. I mean, why are they not booking if it's not a penalty and the guy's dived? And let's face it, in VAR, there have been as many decisions to award the penalty as there haven't been to award the penalty. Well, in that case, it's a dive. So book the guy. Stop him diving. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I agree with you on, on the use of VAR. And I think that VAR right now, people are still trying to understand how to use it. And But it's been effective, Rahul. It's not been... It's, it's given the right decisions. I mean, that way... One has to agree that it has led to certain decisions which would have not happened if there was no VAR. No, I agree with that. But I just feel that it's it's just leading to a lot of confusion on the field. And, you know, one of the things I don't like is I don't like players gesticulating to the referee, whether that's, you know, showing their hands to book a guy or now everybody's just, they're all sort of just doing this, you know. And I think that the system, obviously the system, it's the first time it's been rolled out. It will get better over a period of time, but it needs to get better because, I mean, we're, we're just one game away of being a big blunder and that everybody would end up losing faith in VAR after that. Okay, so that's about VAR. And let's talk about the favourites right now. I mean, Rahul, uh, the, the people who were supposed to uh, set the World Cup alight, I mean, player-wise, Ronaldo is actually doing pretty, pretty well. I mean, he's still someone who's on fire. Yeah, I think R- Ronaldo is, for me, symptomatic of what this World Cup is all about. You look at the world, the teams that have that have started off well. They're all teams with goal scorers. Ronaldo's a goal scorer. Let's face it, he's not that flying winger that he was in 2005 anymore. The guy's a goal scorer. He's a goal machine. Diego Costa and Spain have started well, and he's scoring goals. Romelu Lukaku and uh, Belgium, and he's scoring goals. Harry Kane in England, and he's scoring goals. Um, Even Russia, I mean, you know, uh, that big uh, Martin Zuba and Churchev, um, who are a typical sort of, you know, big man, small man, upfront partnership. They're scoring goals. And I really feel that it's the teams that have got those quality center forwards. And this is sort of a direct knock at, at Brazil, at France to an at extent, Argentina, uh, at Argentina, Argentina to an extent. Because they don't have goal scorers and they're struggling. Yeah, but I mean, they have Raul. I mean, if you look at Argentina, they have Higuain. They have uh, have, have, have an Aguero. I know, I mean, but I, mean, has, I don't think France they're... Has, I don't think has, I mean, France they're has not, a But they're not, they're not international class goal scorers anymore. I mean, you know, Aguero's good. Aguero's fine. But the problem is Argentina suffer from from the same problem that Brazil do, which is that everything goes through Messi or Neymar. I mean, that's... The other problem that they've got, and you know, everybody likes to make this, you know, this comparison between Ronaldo and Messi and Neymar, but they're not, they're not the same players. Ronaldo's hardly involved in the Portugal uh, matches at all. I mean, yesterday, apart from scoring the goal, he didn't really do anything. You know, yeah, he, he I agree. Did, he, did, he did very little. And I think that, you know, Neymar and, 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 uh, uh, and Messi... You know, they, they're, they're different kinds of players. And, you know, you've seen both of them. They're, they're coming deep. They're trying to pick up the ball. In Messi's case, he tried to dribble the entire team to score a goal. And it's not working for them because there are 11 men behind the ball. Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong when I say this, but, you know, there is a very, very strong chance, Rahul, that Brazil and Argentina would not go too far. Because, yes, they had the flair, but you're right about one thing that... I mean, Jesus is not a goal scorer. He's not. He's not a striker. You know, Brazil does not have an out-and-out striker. No, they don't. They they don't. And but my problem with Brazil is is that 
everything see it's the same problem with Messi everything is going through Neymar Neymar is coming back to the halfway line to pick up the ball and honestly Neymar in that first game against Switzerland I mean he just felt like you know he just wanted to embarrass defenders and he got absolutely no change out of Parami who just kept well shoving him to the floor to be honest and he doesn't need to do that because Brazil have got Coutinho and similarly with Messi, you know, the, the point is, is that Argentina have got Sergio Aguero. Get the ball to Aguero. And that is the problem that they will face, Rahul. I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, by the time our podcast is out there, uh, Argentina would have already played Croatia. And you never know how that match is going to go. It's a big game for Argentina. It's a huge game. And, uh, you know, if, if, because Croatia are no pushovers. Croatia are a good side. And they're going to give them a hell of a run. And, uh, you know, Argentina, they, they need a win. I mean, they're not out if they draw, but Argentina desperately need a win. But you never know, they might be out if they lose. If they lose, they're out. Well, they're not out. I think they've got a point, so they're not, they're not out, technically. Yeah, but technically they're not out, Rahul, but you know what I mean. I mean, it'll be, it will be embarrassing for them, and I think, I, I don't know, I mean, we predicted France before the World Cup started, Rahul, and I would still say France and Belgium are looking like the teams that could go the distance. No, I agree. I mean, France, I I personally think that France will get better. I mean, you know, Griezmann didn't have a great game, but he's a goal scorer. He'll get better. I think France have got too much quality. As I mentioned uh, when we did our our, our sort of look at the teams, the problem with France is Didier Deschamps, the, the, the manager. Um, who seems to be obsessed with playing football the way that he played football, which is all well and good because he was really a limited footballer. But he doesn't have limited footballers at his disposal. He's got the most talented squad in the tournament, and he really should allow them to express themselves, which they just weren't. I mean, you look at Paul Pogba in the game against... um, I've forgotten who they played. In Uh, in that first game, Australia, in that, that first game. And Paul Pogba was, was I mean, was it, apart from that lucky goal that he scored, I mean, he was just a nearly man. He was, a, he was hardly a part of anything. And, you know, this is Paul Pogba. The man can really, really be an integral part of this team if he's given that license. Yep. So I think France will get better. Belgium is looking very fluid. They're looking like a team that could go a long way in the tournament. No, Belgium are, are, are a great side. They've got Lukaku, and if he's up for scoring goals... He's a dangerous man. Yes, and it'll be good for Manchester United if he scores goals at the World Cup, Rahul, because then he'll come out of a good form. No, he's, he's, he's got goals in him. There's no doubt about it. Lukaku is big, he's strong, and he's a good finisher. You know, he if he gets a chance in the penalty area, he's a good finisher. That left foot of his is very capable. Okay, so that's what we have time for this uh, edition of the World Cup uh, podcast. We are going to get Abhinandan Sekri next week on the podcast, as requested by a lot of you listeners out there. And his knowledge and his love for football will be seen in Just Sports next week. But for this week, you'll have to do with Rahul Puri and me once again. Yes. I hope you guys enjoy what we talk about. And if you don't, you can tell us. We are happy to listen to criticism. Aren't we, Mr. Yes, next week, next week I uh, will hopefully be podcasting uh, from Portugal. So if uh, Ronaldo is still scoring goals, it should be uh, quite a happy... Uh, Quite a happy place. That's true. So from Portugal next week, Mr. Puri, bon voyage. We shall see you in Portugal next week. And uh, like we always say, if it's anything to do with sports, we'll cover it in Just Sports. So keep listening and keep writing into us and keep enjoying the World Cup. It's some good football being played. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform.
Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.